Good to see everyone today. I'd uh, just like to uh, welcome everyone. Uh, welcome some of our visitors that are here today. It's good to see you for this day and hopefully for tomorrow as well. Um, enjoying our mini Super Sabbath weekend as uh, we hopefully can have joy and brightness in here while it's dark and dreary outside. So thank you for being here with us. So at this time, we're going to have our devotional message for today, and it's going to be brought to us by Curtis Whiteley. It's entitled, Girding Up Our Minds. Well, good afternoon. Wonderful to see everyone here on the last day of Unleavened Bread. It's went by fast. And so, how do we do? I'm just going to echo the uh, sentiment and the question that Matt had for us a little while ago. You know, for the last seven days, as is the tradition that we have been given, the commandment that we have been given by God himself, we have striven to put leavening out of our lives, both spiritually and as well as physically. And so we know that this is the last day of unleavened bread, but we know that the journey does not stop here. This is rather just a, a token to what all of our life is supposed to be about, removing leavening. I want to direct our attention to a passage in 1 Peter, the first chapter, verse 13. And there's a few things that Peter says here that kind of struck me this week. In fact, whenever I was preparing my sermonette last week for the first day of Unleavened Bread, I actually kind of almost went with this passage in that sermonette, but I kept it for today. But it says here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, he says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And we've heard that passage before. And right here at the end, Peter's drawing upon the book of Leviticus. And he's using that in his passage that he is writing. But right here, the very first thing that Peter says is, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, to a 21st century reader, that's strange. What in the world is he talking about? The loins of your mind? Well, it's a figure of speech. And people in this time, they would have understood exactly what he was talking about. The clothing that people wore were typically robes. They didn't have pants or anything like that. And when it came to doing physical work, when it came to going out to battle, when it came to doing anything, you had to take that excess cloth down below your, your knees and you had to pull it up and you had to wrap it around your waist, your belt. So you could efficiently go about doing whatever work, whether it be running, whether it be physical labor, whether it be in battle. If you were going to do it efficiently, you had to gird up your loins. And right here, he's telling us to gird up the loins of our minds. The NET, the New English Translation, actually translates this passage as, get your minds ready for action. Because the fact that he's saying, gird up the loins of your mind, he's implying that, 
hey, you need to do this because it's time to get to work. There's action that's implied in this passage. So as we went through this feast, I want to ask all of us a question. Did we maybe identify some excess cloth in our lives? Some things that kind of, you know, tend to kind of, you know, make it hard to go about doing the work that we know that we have been called to do. And that is following Jesus Christ, proclaiming the kingdom of God, putting sin out of our lives. You know, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, mentions something very similar in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 1. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders us, or the sin, or let me start over. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Because when we read the New Testament, when we read Peter here, when we read Paul, when we read the book of Hebrews, we see that this Christian journey, it's a, it's a race. We're on a journey. We are on a journey through our lives. And there are things on this journey, in this race, which is more like a marathon, that hinders us in that walk. And we have to remove those things. So maybe some things that helps, or rather some things that hinders us, we identified. And we're all individuals, we're all different people. Maybe something that hinders you is not something that hinders me, and vice versa. And so we know that despite everything that we do, we all can probably attest to this, no matter how much sin we put out of our life, no matter how much excess cloth we identify, or weights, or anything like that, that kind of holds us back, there's always those few things that just, they're, they're persistent, they're stingy, they just keep trying to come back. They keep trying to, to, to creep back into our lives. You know, it's interesting how Peter uses this idea of gird up the loins of your mind. Get ready for action. And he uses it with another term, and he says, be sober. Now, most of us in here today, when we think of the word sober, we think of, okay, not being under the influence of alcohol, not being drunk. And we know that the New Testament, we know that the biblical narrative warns us of drunkenness. But I think that the idea is much more broad than just being drunk with wine. Because anything that can distract us, you know, we, we think of that word sober, and we think of, uh, it, it means to be alert. It means to be vigilant. It means to be circumspect. And we know that there are other things in this world, other than just wine, that can keep us from being alert. That can get us spiritually off track. That can make us maybe spiritually unalert. You know, I think this is a perfect, this feast, a perfect example of how easy that can happen. I just want everybody to think about this. And just kind of going back to that example of maybe someone almost eating pizza this week. I had a moment myself where I was uh, volunteering to administer the ACT to a group of uh, 11th graders this week. And the person who I was helping out was my boss, my principal, and he said, hey, I'll pay you in donuts. And I was like, cool, I love donuts. Great. <laughs> well, it wasn't a little while. It took a little while, but I realized, you know, I, I can't have donuts this week. And I forgot. And I think many of us, we go out through our lives, and we go in somewhere, and we're like, oh, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. And then maybe it dawns on us, oh, 
you know, maybe you're all the way up at the counter at Quick Trip with a hot dog and a couple taquitos that are made out of flour and has leavening in it, and you realize, what am I doing? Because just the other day I went to a gas station and I was going to get just a quick snack, and I was like, there's nothing in here I can eat, literally. <laughs> I mean, it's either potato chips or some sort of nut, everything. Leavening is everywhere. And it just reminds me of this passage about being sober, about being spiritually alert, and how easy it is to be lulled into sleep spiritual sleep, to forget about being vigilant, to forget about what's before us. And of course, I think it's normal. Obviously, the days of unleavened bread, it's something that, you know, we, many of us are used to eating leavening. We have our routines. We have these things. And it's not easy. I mean, it seems like it would be easy to go seven days without leavening, but it's everywhere. And that's how this world is when it comes to sin. Sin is everywhere. And maybe you had some similar experiences yourself in the process of this week. I want to look at this and close this last passage that he leaves us with. After verse 13, he says, As obedient children, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as you, he who called you is holy, to be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now right there, this week, this season, we have had a chance to reflect during this feast season as we were told right before the Passover to examine ourselves. To think about where we are in our relationship with God. The feast is quickly, of course, today at sunset coming to a close. And as Peter tells us, we are called to be holy in all that we do because the one who called us is holy himself. There's another little part of this that's interesting. Because he says, as obedient children. And much of what this first letter that Peter writes is about is about our inheritance. About how we have been, we, we are children of God. And there's a little subtlety there that I think that we lose as 21st century thinkers. And that is, when he says that as obedient children, what he's saying is, is that during this time, a child had the responsibility to show him or herself to be of the character of the family name. We've been given a heritage. We are children of the living God. And we have a responsibility to uphold the character of the one that is our Father. And so as we close this feast, as we go throughout this day and it ends and we start that trek to, to Pentecost and we go about our daily lives, the journey of unleavening our lives is not over. Jesus Christ has done that for us. But we are continually striving to live up to the standard that we have been given by Jesus Christ. Now whether this be things, you know, when we think about what Peter has to say and, and tells us to do about being sober and about girding up the loins of our minds, let us think about things that hinders us from doing that. Let's think about the extra cloth in our lives as we have throughout this week, but let's not stop thinking about that. Let's continue to think about that. Whether that be the extra cloth be something with your hobbies, maybe it's your career, maybe it's your goals, anything that's you know out of perspective. 
when it, in terms of what our calling is as obedient children on this earth, following the one that is holy. So as we end this feast, let us think about these things. Let us think about how Jesus Christ, is a song we're getting ready to hear, that we are conquerors through Jesus Christ, that he conquered all leavening. And because of that, our response should be to live a life that demonstrates that that is so. He is the only one that can enable us to truly be unleavened. Because he is the only one that was truly unleavened, holy. Let us reflect on those things.